We have arrived at the eighth day of 2021. Are we sure it's still not 2020? I think it is, because this has not gone according to plan. <laughs> Elephant in the room is what we're going to call this episode. Okay. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I had an idea, but... Well, I think we have to talk about the elephant in the we'll room. I think we'll talk about the elephant in the room, yeah. And then there's, you know, the metaphorical elephant <laughs> in the room. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Well, do you have a fuck of the week? I did, and then yesterday happened. I don't, I don't, remember, <laughs> I don't remember what my original fuck of the week was going to be. Um, because everything just got blown the fuck up <laughs> i don't know my f- fuck of the week is my soul is just heavy again yeah i mean it's a little bit different reason this time and there was yeah. there was definitely some some joyous parts yesterday but um <clears throat> i don't know just i guess since the it's big slowly been feeling heavier and heavier since the um the election just feel like we got so pumped up and now it's like oh, okay back to reality for at least for a little bit <laughs> so um and for those of us with depression uh this is not an easy time of year let alone any sort of <laughs> extenuating like circumstances or events happening in the world yeah. so yeah. for all of you who are struggling as well uh i hear you yeah uh, I do remember what my fuck of the week was going to be. Um, on Mon- so I, <laughs> There's been a lot of jokes on Twitter that... Um, so, so Wednesday, the day that everything went down here in the States, um, at, at about noon, uh, noon central time, um, Vice President-elect Biden announced that uh, federal judge Merrick Garland would be nominated to be the Attorney General. And someone had a funny tweet that... Uh, late Wednesday to something to the effect of that. Uh, remember how long ago Merrick was nominated? Oh yeah, that was today. Um, and so this week on Monday, um, I was talking to a, a, a texting a, an old friend, just checking in today. And I was going to tell him that our daughter had her first major biting incident at daycare. And I had to think, was that this week? Yeah. And it was Monday. It was like three days ago. <laughs> I know. See, that's my fuck. So she, uh, we, we got a note this week that she bit a friend um, that drew blood. Um, twice. Twice. Not drew blood twice, but bit twice. Yep. Um, and she's bit herself once or twice at home in anger, but um, most toddlers do that. Um, and the more I talk to parents, they're like, oh, yeah, been there. So it's not that abnormal. And, and like I wasn't too worried about it. It's just you don't want your kid to be that kid who like gets kicked out of their daycare because they won't stop biting or something. So... It was kind of a, oh, crap, but... Um, I was more concerned about being consistent about how... How do you respond in that moment? Yes. Yeah. And her, this particular teacher of theirs is, of hers is a complete bitch. And, you know, Kennedy is like, as all of the t- friends that we chatted with and all the reading that we did, it's like, this is normal because they are, they're, like, she's not even two... And she that she doesn't know how to express her feelings yet. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's this is in, at least in this moment that's how they do it. Um, so it's comforting to know that she's normal in that way. But at, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like uh, don't God bite damn. people. I know we were doing so well. God. 
So yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. So um, I think our uh, we're gonna do this live here just because it uh, we will. I think at least my original intent for this episode was to talk about The Crown season four because <laughs> we finished it finally. Having a kid really fucks with your binge watching. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's people listening that we don't want to ruin it. That's why you say spoiler alert and <clears throat> see us in two weeks. When when can we talk about it then? I don't know. Let's see. When was it released? November. November. Yeah, give it six months. Oh my god. <laughs> we finished it though. We did. Um, and I listened to the soundtrack again today at work. It's so good. It's so good. So yeah, we can talk about that. Whatever. We can talk about the elephant in the room, as you call it. Get it? Elephant. Republicans. An elephant. Get it? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we'll do that after the break. If you are interested in hearing our thoughts on on the States and uh, what went down this week and what's, what the next two weeks are going to be like, please stay with us after the break. I was driving home today, and I was thinking about our life and the life that you and I have had, you know, the period we've had together and all the major milestones that have occurred in that, in that time period where it's going to be one of those, oh, I remember what we were doing and that kind of thing. And the things that came to mind were um, the Boston bombing, the marathon yep. bombing. Um, we were together for Obama's second victory. And that was not like as big of a where were you when, but I, re- I remember it, uh, where we were. Um, we had, um, of course, I'm drawing blanks. Obviously, we had, we had Trump's first presidential win. Uh, we had his loss with the loss announcement. Um, I think there's something... Sounds bad to say, but like there's multiple school shootings in there. So yeah, um, I mean, we had your election. Yeah, I'm just thinking like major, but like, like Kennedy's going to ask us about. Yeah, um, and then we had uh, yesterday. Yeah, it's it's funny actually. <laughs> you said Boston bombing, and I read an article today about Sernayev. Oh yeah, yeah, he's suing the the, the the fuck for? the sale uh, or the sale the the prison. Yeah. Um, well, maybe we'll see why in a minute, but, um, because they took his white cap and limit him to supposedly, uh, allegedly three, three showers a week. I think and that's it, what they do. And it's getting to his mental and physical health. It says, oh. so he wrote, literally wrote a lawsuit, went to file it, but didn't have the money for the filing fee or the opening paperwork. <laughs> uh, Sorry for the sidebar. Uh, just that just came up in the news sure. today, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, yeah, I I was I said on on Instagram yesterday that I feel like um sept, uh, September there I did it again. January sixth, twenty twenty one, is the darkest day that we have seen as a country since nine eleven. Yeah, that's um, and not because I don't want to compare the amount of deaths or anything like that. But in, in terms of um, the threat to the American people, um, this, I, I don't even think we need to tell our listeners what happened because I think the whole freaking world knows. But I, I was sitting, I was, I'm still working from home and I was sitting watching this kind of unfold literally when they, they weren't even inside yet. And like they were live shooting like f- shooting live of them actually running to the Capitol. Um, I, I, it almost felt like an out of body experience. You're like, Mm -hmm. is this even, 
Am I am I asleep? Yeah. Like this is this is a movie. Like this is not happening right now. Um obviously we all know it did. Um And I had been so you and I had been texting a little bit just back and forth that mid at early early <clears throat> afternoon. Um, cause I had the speeches that I, up, I wanted to hear and watch this happen. Um, never thinking that what happened would actually happen. Um, and so I walked into a meeting and you're texting me about a half hour after my meeting started that they had escorted everyone out and, and I'm like, what the fuck is So I'm pulling up Twitter and like, well, I'm trying to pay attention to the meeting <laughs> and like, um, and, and in that moment, like you had a, a much different experience than I did cause you're watching it. And I'm living it through Twitter and through your through your text messages. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's that's it, that was reminiscent to me of what 9/11 was like, at least for me, being in, in in a classroom where sometimes we had a TV, sometimes we didn't. We had like we just didn't know what was going on, and I didn't know what was going on, and where like did did, did all of the did all of the uh, attackers have guns, and like were they going to hold people hostage? Was this going to be a live tv thing where they set up a camera like I, who the yeah. fuck knew 20 36 hours ago yeah i mean it it felt shockingly and strangely weird to 9-11 in terms of in the moment because i watched 9-11 at school yeah we we had tvs in our classrooms and we because of that we actually didn't rotate classes for that morning um we were on partial lockdown and yeah. other things that were happening but but the TV was on. We were witnessing, like, I, I remember watching the second plane go into the building. And mm-hmm. I remember watching them fall and then watching the Pentagon. Um, and it's like, it's, it, it feels almost like that. I'm sure people would agree, if they're listeners, it's, it's like it's unfolding in slow-mo in front of you. And, you know, first of all, thank God that I, I definitely do not agree with a lot of uh, political leadership in our country, but I would never want to see them hurt. And I'm very, very glad that, um, no one was hurt. Um, we had obviously some injuries and some deaths from the rioter side of things, but, um, just even today watching the news and one of, I guess one of the senators, she had like, um, surgery on her knee. And she was in the upper balcony when they got in, mm-hmm. and she literally she couldn't, couldn't move. <laughs> she, her knee was hurting so much yeah. that she couldn't move. And then, like one lady they talked to, she was having a panic attack. And if there's a thing, there's an image out there where like another senator is holding her hand, mm-hmm. trying to talk her through. Yeah, like this. This is real terrorism. Yeah. To especially, especially to our senators. Yeah. Um. And it. It's all because of a fucking dipshit of a president who likes to encourage violent behavior. And I, th- what played over and over in my head, and I was, it was so hard to work yesterday. It so was, hard to yeah, work. It was hard to work yesterday. Um, was how am I going to explain this to my daughter? Yeah. How do you begin to explain our nation's choices like this 20 years from now mm-hmm. hopefully we'll have more answers of what actually all went down but I, I was i was thinking about that today as well as i was driving home like you and i lived it a lot of people obviously <clears> everyone <throat> who's listening here today lived it um and we're not going to be the one i mean we will 
to a certain extent who get to write the history of this experience. But it will honestly be Kennedy's generation who has to decide the true impact of what has happened here. You know, you really, when you look back at history and you think back to um, the decisions that our country made during World War II, for example, the decisions we made during Vietnam. Sure, in the moment we can make decisions on those were good choices, bad choices. This is why it happened, but but you don't know. Um, and I don't look forward to having that conversation with her, but I also do to explain to her there, there's there's a quote that continues to come that was read last night or some maybe yesterday morning by John Meacham. Um, and I want to say it's Ben Franklin, but I hope I'm hope I'm correct in that. Um, it was basically he basically said that that he was asked you know after we did the foundation of the country he was asked you know what do you guys have and and he basically said we have a, a republic if we can keep it mm-hmm. um, and uh, this is as close as uh, we've ever aside from the Civil War obviously um, that we've come to actually losing the entire the entire thing and that's not hyperbolic that's one hundred percent true. What happened yesterday was what happens when governments topple. And th- this was a coup. It was. I, this was a coup d'etat. I wrote that this morning on Facebook. Um, also didn't say that lightly, but what, what we watched on TV yesterday was a group of citizens who stormed our capital to try to take power because they did not like the outcome of an election. So, and I, t- I told you this a little bit earlier today, but there was an image of... Um, a man who was dressed in Capitol Police uniform. Yeah. In all black, he had the side arms. Um, but on his chest, he had three flags. An American flag, the uh, uh, the police... Uh, what is that called? The police flag with the blue stripe in it. I can't think of what it's called. And then um, the Proud Boys flag. And they were all very small. But what it, what's in his hand is like 50 of those um uh like tie um handcuffs and i think this is an image that is kind of getting uh missed by a lot of media coverage but he is not a member of of the capitol police he is in the chamber with these handcuffs and guns strapped to his body this is what I, I asked Richard earlier tonight. I was like, what were they going to do? Because I've seen, this was a plan. First of all, you don't, you don't take, you don't build a gallow and bring it. You don't have t-shirts made that say civil war, January 6th, 2021 mm-hmm. on them and wear them. This was a planned attack. What would they do if those senators were still in there? If our votes were still in there, they probably burn them, obviously. There were bombs discovered, yep. and then one guy had six, six or seven Mazel Tov cocktails. cocktails and an explosive in a backpack that they obviously got out of the building and took care of. But it's like this, this is on equal playing level in terms of intent. This is on equal playing field as 9-11. There is an intent to create massive harm and what scared me today was that they had some footage on msnbc from an individual who said that they will be back 
Only with this time, they will be back with an armed militia. Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that they will try and come back. They they firmly believe that that um, this election was stolen. That Donald Trump is the one true leader of this country. Um, that he, he everything he says is true. And I, I've lost elections in this. I personally have lost elections. I've worked on campaigns that have lost. Um, never once in my life did I feel like we were cheated, that this was stolen, that I needed to pick up a gun and fight back. Mm-hmm. That's not what I was taught. That's not what I was raised on. That's not what I believe. That's not what our fucking documents say. Yeah. Like, can cheating occur? 100%. Does it? It does not. And I say that having, Very been, little. I, yes. I say that having been in the room when votes are counted. My mother has been a, a poll worker and watcher. Like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, and for people to firmly believe that it just it tears me apart, and it's tearing us apart, and we saw it in real life. But they will not stop. Yep, they just won't. And, and that's what I'm worried about with Kennedy. Is living in a world where we have two Americas essentially. Well, we live in we live in that world now. We do. Obviously. And I mean, it's it's up to us to uh, initiate the change, and it's going to be up to. You know, people of my brother's generation to carry on that change mm-hmm. and fight for um, a better, stronger, more inclusive democracy. But the other big half of this that really um, bothers me is for those of you who um, don't know me that well, I have a half brother who is um, African American. Uh, we have the same mom, but <clears throat> um, I he was on my heart a lot today. Because I'm thinking, you know, he's deployed overseas. Um, I'm sure he's facing situations just to protect the United States in the Marines as he is right now. But I can't imagine what he's thinking today watching that, mm-hmm. knowing that that is what he's quote unquote protecting. Yeah. We all know that that is not the majority of America. <laughs> that is not who 90% of America is. Maybe even a higher percentage than that. I mean, this is a very small percentage of people that are very far right. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I can't imagine being a service man yeah. or woman with a commitment to protect my country yeah. and then see my country attack itself. Yeah. Like that must that's, be heartbreaking. That's why the oath says, the presidential oath, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the, the the oath that your your brother takes too, is that they swear an oath to protect the country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Yep. And yesterday was a domestic attack that we'd never seen before. And in fact, the picture of the Confederate flag in our Capitol building, there's two points I want to make. One, on the day after, essentially, that Georgia elects its first African-American to the United States Senate. That flag there. And secondly, at no other time in America's history, not during the Civil War, has a Confederate flag made it inside that building. Not once until yesterday. And let's, you know, that's probably a good segue to the reason that flag is gone, because a part of that flag was in, in the enslavement yeah, of, of African American people, black people. Yeah. Which honestly is the perfect segue into 
probably my biggest concern, and I, this is probably more so for me because I'm at, in my diverse. I'm I'm a part of the diversity and inclusion task force at work, but um, is the injustice and the failure of the protection of the police for protection for those inside the building. Um, I think at this point we have enough evidence to know that on some level this, we know that this was premeditated. I think on some level we knew that this was going to happen. I don't know who would know, but there's been a lot of news coverage about things we knew before it happened. Mm. We knew. And I would say 99% of these people who attacked the building were Caucasian. And I would say even 99% of those Caucasian people were men. And if you look at the Black Lives Matter riots and the police presence that were in those and how much beating those people took Mm -hmm. for doing it peacefully, mind you, for not, you know, for standing in the streets. One lady was arrested just because they said she was standing in the street and blocking traffic. I saw another reminder video today of a guy that was just walking against the crowds, uh, the police crowds during Black Lives Matter last summer. And uh, a cop literally hit him across the face with his club and threw him into a car. And then you look at yesterday, they're opening doors. They're taking selfies. They're letting them out. They're backing off when when they're Mm. like, what the actual fuck? And that's what I don't, I really, really hope that we can correct that as a country. We can make significant strides for, within justice for minorities mm-hmm. before Kennedy grows up. Yeah. I don't want her to be in a world, granted she is a white girl. She's a white girl. With privilege mm-hmm. already. <laughs> um. <clears throat> But she needs, she, and if not, I, she's going to, well, she'll join me at the Capitol. I'll fight. <laughs> like, I, that's got to get better. Yeah. I think about, um, so I just taped a, a podcast episode with Sahan Jarwardana, <clears throat> and it'll be out next week if you follow that podcast, Live It Well, um, with me. Um, and he's my best friend's little brother, and I've known him for 15 years. And we talked about this a little bit. Um about growing up in North Iowa as the only Buddhist family and what that was like and the pressure they were under. Um, some of it good, some of it bad. And it was just really interesting to hear his take on what that experience was like. And so I think about Asata's two little girls. That's your, that's your best friend. My best friend. He, he <clears throat> and his wife have two, have two little girls. And I think about them and the world that they're growing up in. And I want to make sure that they... Um, grow up in a world where they are treated as equally and as fairly at every level of their life with every engagement they have as Kennedy is. That's hard for me to see in, in, I, this, I, in this moment. I No, I, I'm not saying it, it's a reality. I'm just saying that I think about that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, we have a lot of challenges ahead. <laughs> at this point, I'm not sure how a lot of you guys are feeling out there, but um, <laughs> I kind of came at Richard tonight uh, when he got when he when he got home. 
But what we don't need right now is to try to make sense of this. What we don't need is, well, let's just try to figure out the narrative here. What we need right now in this exact moment that you're listening to these words on our podcast is accountability and affirmative action. And I don't say that in the in the African-American black sense, but I'm saying action that is affirmed and encouraged to correct some of these wrongs. Um, I'm, this was the camel that broke my back. Like I have, I posted something on Instagram last night that, uh, I pissed actually quite a few people off. I lost followers because of this post. Um, got in an argument with a family member over this post. And it says, if after today you still support Donald Trump, please get off my page. And by the way, go fuck yourself. Strong words. Yes, absolutely. This is fuck is our mantra. Hello, you know, I'm going to say it here. Um, but I have no tolerance now. I have no tolerance for people who threaten innocent people who are there representing the rest of us. And it's people spreading lies about things that aren't true, even though they've been debunked 500 times. <laughs> <laughs> and lawsuits have been thrown out because everyone else knows it's not real. I just, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to go start a militia of my own, nothing crazy like that. But I'm also not going to continue to sit by now and just be, oh, be, let people voice their opinion because they can. And I'm going to start speaking up and saying, you know what, what you're saying is bullshit. And here's facts. Here's, yeah, I think what you said there, I want to just add a clarification. People can speak their opinions but they can't make up their own truth. Yes. Opinion is one thing, I guess. Yes. And I think that's where I got into some fights with people today because I, I posted a similar message. Um, and um, a particular person who I've known for a long time made some comments about, well, what about this, this, and this, and this fact? And I'm like, none of what you just said is true. And therein is the problem. Yep. I'm, and he was like, well, we can all have differences of opinion. And I said, I don't disagree with that. I want I want my life, I want Kennedy's life to have people from all backgrounds and belief systems. That's important to me. But if you come from an alternate reality, that's the problem. Yep. And so Thank you for that clarification. Yes. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we had an episode, a couple episodes ago, where we talked about wanting Indian friends and religion and how do we, like, that's important to us. Um, and we want that. Like I have no, I, I have many Republican friends and I'm an independent and I've met many, many very liberal friends. And that's, I love the diversity of our circle, but everyone in the circle believes in the, in the, in the facts as they yeah. exist. Yeah. There is no creating. No. Creating crazy <laughs> to, to then call a fact. Yeah. That's and that honestly, this is why like this is why I struggle with religion so much because religion is based on faith, whereas science and math are are based on numbers. It's based on facts, things we actually know, and um, one fact that really did was probably the saving grace of our day yesterday. That I, the reason I didn't necessarily have to come home and have a drink was that I feel like we have an opportunity 
because Georgia, both of Georgia's Congress seats flipped um, from red to blue, so Republican to Democrat, um, which honestly, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. I, I thought it was, I figured one, but not two. And Georgia showed up, and I think we have an opportunity now with a uh, more of a 50-50 split, but technically Democrats do have the edge um, yep. in this 117th Congress, I think it is. Yep. Um, I'm hoping we can utilize that to not necessarily divide us more and to create more um, dissension, but to start doing what Joe wants to do and heal. Yeah. So I, I feel like in all of that crazy yesterday, we heard about J- John Ossoff. Mm-hmm. That's his name. Yeah. Um, and that in that moment, I was like, you know, there it is. That's the silver lining to this. Mm-hmm. This sucks. This whole situation that I'm watching on TV sucks right now. <laughs> but there's the silver lining, because maybe maybe that they there was a reason that his announcement took so long. Not on purpose. I think they were just recounting yeah, and counting yeah, yeah. and counting. But close, yeah. I don't know if it's always coincidence that that came in the middle of the, all of crazy. the nuts yeah. as a reminder of, hey, we can still, yeah, we can still do this. Yeah, and we will. We will still do it. I hope. I, I I'll leave with one. We'll leave with one last thought. Um, so I'm 36, and I I thought about my dad. Um, so in 2001, my dad would have been, uh, oh, a little over 40, I think. Uh, he had three kids. I was in high school. My sister was in college. My brother would have been in late middle school. Yeah, late middle school, I think. And I thought about him, what that w- must have been like, uh, having a, a, a son, me, who was about to register for the draft, uh, being 17 at the time, um, Obviously, Kennedy's only two, and so not worried about that piece of, of our experience yet. Um, but I, I just wondered what he thought and what he felt on that particular day, and what I felt to you know yesterday. Um, not a good feeling, and I will say all I wanted to do really for the last hour that I was at work was come home and hug you both. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted. Yep. There was I, <clears throat> I wasn't feeling too great yesterday, so. I was going to have Richard pick up Kennedy from the daycare, and I, I wrote him back, and I was like, no, I need to do that. Not because I particularly felt too great. It really, <laughs> it really didn't help my, <clears throat> you know, the actual illness, but um, I needed to go and pick up my daughter, like yeah. physically, physically pick her up. Yeah. And so I totally, totally get that. I think I was probably in the same headspace. Yeah. But if you guys are looking, if you guys are as pissed as we are, <laughs> and you're looking for ways to help, um, there's a lot of communities in D.C., marginalized communities that really need our help right now. Um, because of the lockdown, because of fear of going out into public, there are people who are struggling to um, to get food, to get into transportation, Um even housing and, and medical aid are are a problem in DC in this moment. So um, <clears throat> there's a there's a link I wanted to share. It's a bit.ly link. So bit.ly bit, slash DC relief. 
Um, it is it is an organization that's um, gathering money to help these marginalized communities in that area to make sure that a they they have what they need, they get their kids what they need, but they also feel safe um, in their communities as well, especially in the more low income areas. So. Um, Thank you guys. Sorry for the sad episode, <laughs> but it was the Donald Trump elephant in the room that needed to be talked about. So, yes. Um, yeah. Sorry about this, but we just, we needed to talk about it. So hopefully in two weeks, uh, well, not hopefully, but in two weeks, um, when we come back to you, we will have the 46th president of the United States. Um, and we'll see what the topic is, but it will not be this. <laughs> it will not be the president, huh? I mean, we might talk about Joe. That might be the good fuck of the week. Yeah. Um, and Kamala. And uh, we're planning to have a, a FaceTime with some friends of ours who also have a little girl that night of the inauguration. Um, two little girls. So there's a little hope. Okay. So. Well, we love you guys. Stay safe. Stay passionate. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this show and this podcast. We love doing it. We love putting it together. If you would, please do go follow us on Instagram. We are at Richard and Steve or on Twitter if you would like at fuck is our mantra. And if you really like this, please tell your friends about it. That's how people find us. That's how we get to spread, you know, our stories and our message of, of positivity and inclusiveness and just living life to the fullest. So please do that. And finally, Please leave us a rating wherever you're listening. Five stars if you really, really, really fucking loved it. And four if you were kind of like, yeah, it was kind of funny and I'm going to come back next time. So, again, thank you all so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and we'll chat with you soon.